go. Yeah, you know, listen to that. You had you had lunch with David Denham yesterday. Yes. What does he think about his? We haven't really got his word on his intro into the podcast. Does he enjoy it? I think so, but wasn't brought up. No, he we once we get our audio situated with the phone calls, he's ready to come on and have a mini tour episode. Okay. And he says it may go all night. <laughs> so that might be after a TNG one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many, so many good mini tour stories that TNG's got to be coming up a month and a half away. Well, you know, me and Peeps gave up the reins on TNG. It's up to yeah. It's up to Wags to figure. I got it out. removed from the email list. Oh no! I didn't even get invited to freeze out. <laughs> we we got to figure out that with figure that out with Wags. I mean, it should be starting here in a month or so. But um, and, and then we can we can really maybe record live from Tap at one one evening after. Ooh. After Tuesday night golf, yeah, that could get dangerous. That could. And with dangerous, I mean, Twitter was dangerous on Sunday afternoon with Man. Genesis. <laughs> Take it easy on the guy. I mean, Lee Rogers tweeted out <laughs> death taxes and Twitter erupted when Jamie's in contention. <laughs> I didn't realize he had that many enemies. Well, I've, I've always thought he was a pretty good guy. You you told me a little different from your college experiences with him. Well, he was just... He was never friendly. Knew he was good. Knew he was good, and he was slow. Extremely mm-hmm. slow. Always has been. The couple times I got paired with I remember the very first time we were at Sawgrass Country Club, not TPC Sawgrass. It's freezing cold, and we got stuck with him, and he had like a six-footer for par on the first hole. I mean, it was plumb bobbing, and it taken a minute and a half to putt and missed it. Tapped in and threw his putter back at his bag. Nice. And I can remember who we were playing with. It. We were both just like, man, like who is this guy? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he I, just he wasn't. He was. It. I get it if he's a little, a uh, little slow, but he he was never friendly either. So. Yeah. The the thing that I don't get. I mean, like you said, if you're a little slow, that's one thing. They timed him on one of the putts early on. It was like a minute fifteen. And what are you allowed? You're allowed 40 seconds? Right. So that's a little ridiculous. The thing that bothered me, he started doing all that stuff where he's taking out the book and, and the plumb bob after Adam Scott and Justin Thomas had gone through and hit their chips. Why can't you do that? any of that stuff when they're chipping? That's the only thing that bothers me a little bit. Like, here's what's what's he doing that whole time? Maybe he was in the bathroom pulling a Brooks Kepka. I don't know. <laughs> And then I, I read a comment. Hold on, what do you mean by pulling Brooks Kepka? Did we not talk about that? With, like wearing a thong? No, Brooks Kepka intentionally goes to the bathroom and hides to slow oh, his group right. down. That's yeah. right, I read that. Yeah. Oh, I thought I didn't know what you meant. Go no, on. no, he, he goes and hides so his group gets put on the clock if he's with a, with a slow player. Yeah. But <clears throat> the thing, J.B. Holmes, he, he came out with a comment. He said he's sped up his play lately. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true. No. But but I will say CBS did him zero favors with that coverage. No. So if you know he's going to take a minute to hit a shot, a minute, 15 seconds, show somebody else and cut back to him right before he's going to hit or, or tape it like they always say a moment ago. That's, and, and I'm tired of a moment ago. I, I agree. Because it's going in every time. Right. Stop. So <laughs> I, apparently it's some sort of integrity for the cameraman and the announcers to not be reporting it to if they say it's a live event they feel like they're lying 
I don't care. Lie to me. <laughs> Nobody's going to know. Yeah. Once I see Jordan Speed's got a 30-footer a moment ago, I'm like, ugh. Made it. Well, one on Sunday for Speed. No. But that's the thing, though, with, with JB is I, I, he's slow. He's always been slow. But when he gets all that camera time, it's like people remember, oh, man, this guy's slow. It's terrible. But CBS could have done something different. And even uh, Jim Nance, you know, he they could have played it a little different with, he, what, five, six years ago? I mean, he had brain surgery a couple times. Yeah, he had a tumor. But they didn't even mention that until the 18th hole. They had mentioned it earlier in the day, I okay. thought. I, I just felt like Nance did, no, did him no favors. Yeah. Didn't even really feel like bringing up that storyline. And I remember hearing it on 18, and somebody else said that they thought that was the first time Maybe you might brought be, it up. But. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I, I thought I had heard it another time. That was crazy. I remember that. But it was it was overall it was just a strange tournament. With it started Thursday, they play a couple guys played two holes and then they washed it out. They started over. Started over. I have no idea why they did that. What I had heard was they did it because they knew the weather was coming and they hadn't implemented lift clean in place for the whole group or for the whole round yet. So to pull them back off and start over they can implement it but i get i understand that we've had that before you can't you you can't implement lift in place once you're on the course but if you're the pga tour you know it's going to rain all day yeah why would you if that's the reason that's a good reason but i don't why let them start without it in the the first place right they're smarter than that Mm. but anyway just a weird deal like uh scott stallings he kind of collapsed the last nine on it went from it's minus missed. three to plus three. Yeah, but but he started out just an example. He made a par, and then on the restart he made an eagle. Oh, that's on sweet. The first hole. <laughs> Ended up not really mattering, but yeah, just one of those. That's kind of weird. It was a, it was a a great field. I could never figure out where the cut was going to be or when it was when they were starting the third round. I was trying to track it. I was playing on Saturday, but I was pulling up the leaderboard here and there because Tiger is playing, obviously. And I'm like, man, who's who's where? What what round is this guy in? Yeah, I mean, they didn't really even get caught up till I guess they maybe teed off at noon on Sunday out there. Yeah, and it was finally caught up. But yeah, those turns are hard to follow. You can't get any good round by round cow locks because you're not real sure. Mm-hmm. You know, those guys are having thirty minutes between round three and four. They're running in, and it's just kind of a just go when you're ready. Right. Um, so a weird tournament, but, you know, I hate that it takes away from J.B. Holmes playing really good on the back nine on Sunday. Getting it done, making some putts. Yeah, I mean, he shot even par. Mm-hmm. And obviously it was extremely difficult out there, which leads to some of the slow play. I mean, you've got these 500-yard par fours and – also, I think of what a lot of people didn't realize is on the weekend, they usually play twosomes. Right. They didn't repair. They were just trying to get it finished. You play threesomes. That makes a big difference to those guys. Makes it seem a lot slower. But they, they, they still fell. I mean, These, yes. he was on 15 when the group in front of him was on 17 fairway. Right. They're on the 15th green, so that's a hole and a half. You can't fall that far behind. And the issue I have is that... They're not policing it. They're not going out there and enforcing it. No. And they might say something, but nobody's put anybody on the clock. and no, Or maybe they have, but there hasn't been a penalty that we've heard of. 
No, and it took away from a great tournament. At one point on Sunday, you had Justin Thomas, Adam Scott, Tiger, and Rory all in the top five. Yeah. I mean, and all we're talking about right now to start this podcast is slow play. Is JB Holmes being extremely <laughs> slow? The the other interesting fact about JB Holmes is that's five wins for him on the tour, and that's the same amount that Ricky Fowler has. That is nuts to think about that career. But he doesn't have. I mean, his top tens are paled. He doesn't have any of that. His exposure is nowhere near. Right, but still, how many? He's played in the Ryder Cup a few times. Yeah, was he on that team in OA in Valhalla? He was at Valhalla. I feel like he was mm-hmm. there, probably on a president's step team because he went right out of college. So I graduated. He must have graduated in 05. I was 06. and I feel like he won the Phoenix Open the first year, like in two thousand six. He immediately yeah. got out there and won, and, and and so he's been out there for thirteen years now. Mm-hmm. I've always rooted for him. I just, I don't have that personal experience you do with him. But yeah, he's not my favorite. He's not playing this week at, in Mexico. So Even they, though Peter Goss is they, they, they told him on eighteen, he just acted like, "Oh yeah, great." He had a he had a family vacation already planned. You'd think he would have said something then, <laughs> like, "Yeah, not going." <laughs> Could have seemed like a rock star. He's choosing his family. Isn't that crazy though? So you, you've got guys that. They can go down there and make a guaranteed fifty thousand dollars. You could tee it up, walk to the first fairway, pick up your ball, and leave with a fifty thousand dollar paycheck. There's guys that have done. That. Guys have done that. Justin Rose has done that, I think, before. Hit one shot. Mm-hmm. And then oh, that's, that's all you have to do. That, I mean, that's what that's what's amazing to me is that golf has come to the point that we've got guaranteed paychecks of fifty grand for these guys, and they don't even want to go. Yeah, Justin Tom or Justin Rose. Roy, uh, not Rory, Justin Rose, uh, Jason Scott. Day, Adam Scott. They're all they all withdrew. Yeah, so I think they can have seventy eight players, but only seventy. They got seventy two in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one thing I do want to mention: Jordan Speed. Two weeks in a row, he's just kind of you know Pebble. He was he got to eleven under, played his last twenty seven hole seven under. Or sorry, seven over. Yeah, and then on Sunday, I don't remember if he was really in contention, but he shoots eighty-one. He wasn't far off at one point. Yeah, he shoots eighty-one. I mean, the highest score of his career. I think it's the Spring Break boys. Look, look, look at what they're all doing the past few weeks. I mean, even at Phoenix, he Ricky Fowler had a bad final round. Yeah, he won. But he shot a couple over. Justin Thomas shot a couple over there in the final group. I mean, how about the spring break, boys, though? You've got Justin Thomas is obviously playing very well. He, mm-hmm. he didn't play well there but or on Sunday. But Spee's falling off. Smiley Kaufman, I don't think he's even on tour anymore. He's, 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 he's on a medical. He played two web events so far. I mean. Missed the cotton. And he played over in Singapore when Drew Love played in that, too, by the way. <laughs> I think Drew Love made the Singapore cut. <laughs> Well, Smiley missed by a shot. So it's just interesting to me. I don't know what it is. He just it, Speed is not putting four rounds together. I mean, this is a guy. His putting two two or three years ago that he won the first two majors and then was one shot out of a playoff in the, the, the British. Yeah, league. and was in the final group of the PGA. I mean, that's amazing. He uh, his his putting from twenty five feet is the best putter in the world. We all know that. Some of he, his putts inside. He had a couple on Sunday. Just, 
that weren't from me to you that he looked scared. Atrocious. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of them missed the hole by a good foot. And it was the third part of the hole. I think he ended up four-putting it, maybe. Another thing talking about CBS is covered. I mean, he makes it eight on number 10. Mm-hmm. And the dinky little par four. And they don't even show it. You got to get a shot tracker. I mean, it looks <laughs> like he played ping pong. Yeah. Just sitting back and forth. He makes an eight. But his final round included a two, three, four, five, six, seven, and an eight. I, I hope he figures it out because he's way too good for the game. And I think he will. I mean, yeah. He's, he's still... That that putting stuff though. Four years I mean, old. He, I don't think he ever knew he could miss a putt before, and now he's now he's got that fear. But but the other thing on his putting is, which was always odd, but he put it great. But for a while, you know, he putted from what five feet in, looking, looking at the hole, which was maybe it's a, he has some demons in there somewhere for, for doing that. How many people do you know that putt looking at the he, hole? He got engaged. Maybe he spent a little too much time. There instead of, you know, I mean, what's he got to play for? He, he's won the FedEx Cup. He's won three majors. Yeah. He's, he's got a high school sweetheart girlfriend. He gets to live in Texas. I wouldn't worry about my three-footers anymore either. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. there's something we said. You talk about the guys that yeah. aren't going to Mexico for $50,000. Right. It's, you, get, you do worry a little bit about the motivation. Um, I, I will say... The amazing thing on this podcast now is we've made it almost just over 14 minutes. We haven't mentioned Tiger Woods. Right. He finished, what did we say last week? He slides we into the top 10. He, he, bogey, he had a late bogey to finish 15th, I think. Right, but you remember what we said last week? Never was, really in contention. We said, nah, I think maybe a top 20 would yeah. be a good week. I wouldn't say he was ever in contention. He, he wasn't chasing down any leaders. He wasn't making any anybody's hair stand up. Right. Had a great round Saturday. It was up. fun to watch for a little bit. I was at a restaurant, and he goes, birdie, eagle, birdie, birdie. Yeah, ends up shooting 65, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, and then Sunday, I guess he started out okay. and then Made, of, made an eagle uh, at one point, and then... One, he kind of he hit, he hit a bomb with a three and had nine iron into one, made par, and that kind of deflated him because he had started on the back. Made a lot of eagles. He made three eagles this week, I think. Two in the same round. Yeah. I mean, but that was for for Tiger. I don't know if that's his best finish there, but no, no, he finished. He finished. He's well finished runner up before at at the LA Open. But I thought that was a for him. That's a good week. He's playing in Mexico this week. Yeah, he's won this tournament seven times. Not it, not in Mexico, but same right, tournament. Only been there two years. First time playing in Mexico. He's never played south of the border. Well, what's he going to get into down there? I hope he can come back. I mean, hopefully they're in a safe place. <laughs> How do they fly into there? Like, will Tiger take a helicopter straight to the resort, or where is, is it? I know, I know the that. name of the city. I, it's got to be on Obviously, you don't need to try to pronounce the name of the city. <laughs> I'm not going to try. It's like Cabo Cabana or something. Yeah. But, like, do these guys fly into the main airport and then they have to hope that they don't get caught by the cartels driving to the resort? <laughs> or is it, I don't know. I've always wondered that. Did you see, I did see that next year for the Genesis, they're making an invitational. Yeah. I've, I've seen some, uh, 
bad press about that. People are people are wondering well, they're why. They're going from 144 to 120 guys. I don't know why they're doing that. I mean, I I guess early on out there they have the the weather issues, daylight issues. But I don't know why they keep adding invitationals where less guys get in. Good old boys club. You've already got the WGCs. Mm-hmm. That, and now you've got, you're going to have this, you're going to have Bay Hill, um, the Memorial, all with... Colonial. Colonial, all with limited fields. Mm-hmm. Hard for, harder for guys to get in. I mean, just look at the, and we'll get into it later, but look at the Puerto Rico open field. Not hard to get in there. Right, but... It's hard unless you've won on tour in the last 30 years. 24. You've got to win within 24 years, and I think you'd be in this week. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, uh, I saw something that came out earlier. I think it came out yesterday. Players can now wear shorts in practice rounds. Why not make it all the way through? Uh, I, I don't know. But did you see Phil Mickelson's calves? Yes. Who do you think has better caps, me or Phil Mickelson? I'm going with a curveball here. Okay. Kevin Kisner's caddy. Oh. He's got a Twitter account for his calves. Ooh, we may have put some up on Vogue. Literally, he has a Twitter account. I've been told multiple times that people like my calves. They're impressed with them. Since he started running, your calves are... They're like that commercial with the guy that's cycling. Have you seen that? No. Oh, he's cycling and he's near like the ocean... And he gets off his bike, and he's just got these ridiculous calves. And I think of you when I see that commercial. Hopefully, some of our listeners have seen that commercial. But what's uh, Kisner's caddy? Dwayne Bach. Dwayne Bach. Yeah. There's Dwayne's Bach calves Twitter. You're right. I'm, I'm gonna flip. Uh, it doesn't help to pull it up. But I was in, in the member of. Sorry, in the member. When we and me and Jacob Billings, we were playing the member member last year. Now. We'd been drinking, but he told me I was over a putt, like a three or four footer that <laughs> we needed to make. And while I was about to putt it, he just said, Stuart, you have really good calves. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really awkward there for, for a few Yeah, you, how do you get back in the cart with him? <laughs> yeah. I love that I made the putt, but I don't know. But between you and Phil, I mean, I'm, I'm going to give you the nod just because I think – I don't. I don't know what I think about it actually. <laughs> it's it's kind of awkward. But <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want to talk about Phil was men's calves anymore. Calves, but I wasn't that impressed with them. Yeah, they started having a whole deal about it, and then his brother's like, "I gotta start the calf raises." Yeah. Yeah. I saw Scott Stallings tweeted out something, or I may put on Instagram. It was like, "Hey guys, we can wear shorts out there. Nobody missed leg day." <laughs> I think that they should have it all the way through, though. I I, I think it's especially if you get. Once you get to June, yeah. June, July, and August. We started at the Monroe a few years ago wearing pants. Yeah. And I don't know why. And I've fought it, and I'm like, you can play wear shorts in the U.S. Amateur, and then we're going to make guys wear pants. So. But they do it in all those terms. Yeah, we're, cha- we're changing it this year. Oh. Yeah. Major announcement. Major announcement. If you're that, playing the Monroe, you can yeah. wear shorts. Yeah, play. <laughs> JP runs it. Yep. Um. The, I don't really know how to segue into this, but the did you see some of Matt Kuchar getting heckled out there on Thursday? I missed all of Thursday's coverage. Holy cow. It was but I'm, rough. I'm Team Kuchar. They, there was a shot he hit on number six. 
where he hit it, a little par three, and like in the air, some guy says, Go low, Cooch, but not on gratuity. (laughs) (laughs) You got to think, this is a guy who is... Good thing he wasn't in like Beth Page this week. Think about what they would have done. How about this week he's going to Mexico? Yeah. How do you think that's going to go for him? He might not make. He might not make it to the course. Have a few distractions. Yeah. He won't be able to understand them. And and I think I don't know if it had been being heckled on the course that that but Thursday afternoon is when he said, "Okay, I'm going to make it right." Mm -hmm. This is a guy who's never been heckled. He's had this great image. Right. He's never been a villain, and then all of a sudden. You know, everybody's against him. And I wasn't totally against it until he came out and made his comments. I think, was it Wednesday? Tuesday or Wednesday? His, his comments. It was Wednesday because it was after the podcast. It was after the podcast. His comments he, were cringeworthy, you can't and he said that. Guy and say, well, he makes $200 a week, so five grand is a great week. I made the mistake last week of doing that. I listened to her, I re listened to it, and I was like, dang, what am I? Because I wasn't trying to support that, that movement. I just think that's a. But does it make you all this all the story coming out on him? Does it make you view him any differently? No, I'm 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 fine with everything Kucher's done. See, for me, for me, it makes me. I understand people make mistakes, but I think he never grasped the context of it until the social media got up. And I hate the social media mob yeah. mentality of it, and that's that's ultimately what happened. I hate that mentality of social media, and it's you know everybody's on their high horse about it. But for me, he just he just comes off. You don't want to be known as the cheap ass. No. And 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 then Davis Love came out last night supporting him, talking about he's a great guy and a good husband and a good father and all this, and that's great, but. That still doesn't, to me, doesn't change the fact that he's cheap and taking advantage of a guy that I feel like should have gotten a fair wage. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I got a whole. I, I don't know if we have enough time for my whole spiel, but I mean, we like, got he made an agreement. He, 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 he accepted the role. If you go, so here's an example I was thinking of earlier. Let, let's say you're in New York City. You're working as a summer intern. You just graduated graduated college. You're working as a summer intern at a hedge fund. They offer you $50,000 base salary with the opportunity to make X amount bonus, but no more. You know, It's like, okay, based on performance, you can make up to 5000 bonus. So we're talking different numbers than what Althuken made. But this guy that gets a full-time job is working for a guy who's like a senior manager who crushes it that year and head funds make a ridiculous amount of money this guy gets a bonus of like 1.8 million dollars he pays out his guy five grand the guy agreed to it you know just because this guy did so well crushed it for the year why does he have to pay out the guy that was supporting him out of the daily basis more than they agreed upon true it, i agree is that and it's not it's an agreement, an agreement. And if yeah. Cooch wants to stick to that, that's fine. But people are still going to think he's a, he's a cheap ass. Right, that's true. And, and people would think that of that, that guy. But that's a different They're different ball games. That. But, but the example we talked about before, the only thing that I could think of is somebody, 
if it just to relate it to golf and we play the member guest at Chattahoochee and a lot of times you get a lot of high school kids that want to come and ride and caddy. Well, I grew up caddying at Oak Hill. Member guest was our biggest week. Right. So, and you've got an agreement with those guys beforehand. It may be $200 for the day, we, for the term. You may have made more than that. I don't I, know. No, we just kind of, there was like a suggested amount that they knew, but we would, I don't know, this is irrelevant to the argument. I just don't even need to go on. Because <laughs> they, they'd just tip us at the end of the week. It wasn't like, I'll hire you for 300 bucks. you know. It was just... It was just kind of understood. They, they'd hire us, and we knew that we were going to have a good week. Right. Because the member guest. So, a good example for, like, the Chattahoochee member guest. You get these high school kids, you may give them $200 for two days of riding around. If you win, like, $3,000, if you win the whole thing, you win $3,000... And we, we did the math on this. My wife's an accountant. She made sure we double-checked it. If you gave a bonus to that kid the same amount, the point point 0.034, it'd be like giving that those kids an extra $11. That's Chick-fil-A breakfast. <laughs> and if you gave them the 4% roughly that Kuchar gave... 120 bucks. It was 120 bucks, which is... Fair because mm-hmm. those guys are doing the same thing. They're not. I mean, they may look at your putt, they may shoot a yardage for you, they may clean your clubs. They're just there to hang out, right? You know. Which the the thing on L two can is Kuchar won that tournament by one shot, and he was hired. I'm assuming Kuchar went to the caddy master or somebody did and said, "Hey, we need a guy for Matt Kuchar. Who would you suggest?" <laughs> well, this guy, yeah. L2 can the year before. Now look this up. He caddied for Alex Chaka, led him to a ninth place finish. How do you look up the caddy? You just find stuff. <laughs> find stuff on the internet. You get into the dark web over here, Stu. But he led Alex Chaka to a T9. So you take that into consideration. Do you think he helped Kuchar one shot somewhere along he the did. way? He did. They, they, he talked about it. I mean, and he said that. He calmed him down. He calmed him down and all that. Which you do. Know. You get to you get pretty close to those guys after a few days, you know? You're, yeah. You're, you're, you're in between the ropes. It's yeah. hard not to. You've caddied on... I've, I've caddied a few times, yeah. I mean, you caddied for Nancy Lopez. Caddied for Nancy Lopez. It's intense. Mm-hmm. I, I you, you feel like you're a part of it the whole time. You, you want you want to do everything. I, you're I there caddied, every step of the way. I caddied for Brendan in the the Auburn PGA event, and he was playing yeah. with Angel Cabrera and Stuart Appleby, and I was like, holy cow. But it <laughs> takes you a few holes to, to figure out, like, right. okay, we're trying to we're trying to make the cut here. Right. Um, I mean, it's intense out there. I just, I'm glad Kutcher finally paid the guy, but I just felt like it was begrudgingly, and if did social he, media... Did he accept it? <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully. Yeah, if he didn't, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna forgive Kucher for being cheap. Um, I don't know. I just I'm a big fan of his unconditional love for the Cooch. Some people used to think we had the same name. Oh really? Kucher, yeah, Kucher. Yeah. Never told me that. <laughs> I mean, hopefully that story's done. I, 
I mean, it's kind of played out now. This is the third week we've talked about it, I think. I know, I'll... Club Bro Guy said something. He said, teaches you to make a cut. <laughs> but I think it, it might have been a no-cut event. <laughs> or no, it had a cut. Yeah. I do think it's it's funny now that next week, Hooter's going to Mexico. Yeah. Uh, do you think there may be some distractions on there for him? I don't think he cares. Or I don't know if this is at a resort or not, but I mean, do people even really go watch the event down there? Maybe people that are just vacationing. Right. You're not gonna. You're not getting local people to go watch the Mayakobo Classic either. <laughs> True. The the Mexico course, though, it's. I mean, we can talk about kind of that tournament preview it. It's 7,300 yards, but it's played at 8,000 feet above sea Yeah, the level. ball's going like 12% further. So it plays very short. It's another Kikuya golf course. Which surprises me. Last week when we talked about the Kikuya, I don't know if you remember, but you had picked Camp Smith. Yeah. And I said Aussies do well on Kikuya and talked about Elkington and everything. And you look at last week, Leishman pulled through. Adam Scott was playing real well. Surprises me to see Adam Scott and Jason Day pull out of this week. I just think I don't care. Right. I don't care about money. Well, and there's Adam a big Scott's playing well. There's a big stretch coming up though. Yeah. You, you got Honda Bay Hill players, so they got to get a little bit of a rest if if they're doing all that. But I mean, even everything else. Yeah, you got and I saw a CBS graphic that they're not. You won't see them again until the Masters. Well, we're not going to see them in the players. No. Why? I don't know. They just said when they signed off, they're like, in our next coverage, we'll see you at the Masters. Oh, oh for CBS. Yeah, CBS. Oh, I thought you were talking about Jason Day and no. Adam Scott. I'm like, <laughs> why would they skip the players? No, no, talking about the, the, the tournament coverage. That's okay. I think that during this time away, we need to figure out a way to uh, let Gary McCord just stay in California. Holy cow. He's unbearable. The sound effects he was making... He was like a child out there. They're hitting shots, and he's like, oh, 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 let's let's watch this one, see where this one ends up. Oh, and I don't know how somebody can announce with him listening to all that. They're, they're sitting there. How, how do you respond when he's making all these little comments like like he does? It's annoying. Yeah, it's, it's and the bad. grass. We get it. We get that the grass is thick, that it's like wax, whatever. Let it rest. Maybe NBC won't do that this week. Please. We'll see commercials. We're back to NBC. No. They're Girl. all so bad, though. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I don't know why they think they It was be. funny. I, I, I turned into that college tournament today, the PGA Prestige. Yeah. They're doing the live coverage and uh, tuned into it, and they were interviewing the athletic director from UC Davis. That was like the first 13 minutes of the coverage before seeing a shot. Was it on Golf Channel? No, just on Golf Week was doing it <clears throat> online. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and I almost tweeted at them, but I held back. But you like to do that. I, I like to, but I figured tweeting at Golf Week might not be the best. Just certain reasons. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> yeah, the, that's very true. I, I was like, you know what? You're, you're amping up this whole tournament and the, the whole coverage and you're just taking a chip off the old block of the stations just showing these nonsense interviews i get the ones you've got to do with the sponsor you got to give them some time but even those the sponsors yeah so can we not have they not figured out a way they're like hey why don't you come up in the booth for five minutes and talk about like nobody wants to see them we don't want to see them they can talk over it 
that'd be fine. Speaking of college golf, real quick, we gotta make a plug. Georgia won a, won the Puerto Rico Classic yeah. with Spencer top fifteen. Spencer, once we once we get our audio, she's figured out we we need yeah. to clear it with the SID over there. Stewart emailed the SID at the University of we Georgia. Be official. We're not trying to get people in trouble. <laughs> Spencer was all nervous about coming on. Yeah, I think he's still nervous about coming on. He hasn't responded to the to the time that we're going to do it. Well, we we backed off because we're, we we got to get the audio issues to work out. I mean, Todd Pennington this morning asked me if we were going to take call-ins, and I was like, "Well, we could if we could get the audio to work on the phone." Dang, we could. Yeah, we're not far off. We're not. We're, we're, very we're a day close. away. We're only a day away. Yeah, and then we're going to start having interviews, and it's really going to take off. So Piedmont, where I work, has got a very good communications department, and we've borrowed some equipment for them that we're going to start using going forward. And then Stewart's got a new device coming in tomorrow that hopefully we'll have working. Oh. <laughs> it was a battle. Last week we spent an hour playing with this thing. Before we started going tonight, we didn't spend that long. No, because I I I tried it. What's tonight? Tuesday night. I tried it Sunday night, and ordered I thought it was one. so close, and I ordered a new one. And according to Amazon, it was supposed to come in today. And, mm-hmm. then, and JP texted me, and I looked, and I was like, "Damn it! It's supposed to be tomorrow." Well, it's the rain. The Damn rain's keeping the rain's keeping them away. Yeah. Very true. What do you want to preview first? Do you want to go after the Puerto Rico? No, let's do let's do Mexico just briefly. Stay with Mexico. Because well, Puerto Rico to me has just so many. That to me, I'm more excited to see what happens in Puerto Rico than in Mexico. Yeah. Mexico, you got 72 guys. It's a no cut event. So you're more excited for the undercard. You, this is absolutely, absolutely. We, we've seen all the heavyweights for the past few weeks. And you're going to see them all down in Mexico. You know, they moved there two years ago. From did they move there because of I don't remember. I was thinking that you know, it used to be at Trump's or Doral. Trump Doral. Yeah, I don't remember why they moved it to Mexico. I think there was some talk that they were gonna do it because they didn't like Trump or not that they didn't like Trump, that's a bad thing to say. They they just don't want to get involved in the politics, maybe. Right. I I honestly don't remember. But two years ago it's a it's a like I said, it's a tight course. It's going to play short. It's going to play 6,900 6, yards. And but DJ won it two years ago, and last year Phil won in a playoff over Justin Thomas. Um, so it's, it's an interesting week to try and handicap because nobody misses a cut. You've got people playing all four rounds. That right. always makes it tough. And, and on on DraftKings, you got people like Brooks Kepka. Priced at $9,800, and he played in Saudi Arabia. And I think he played in the Tournament of Champions. He finished, like, 25th. And, like, why would you pick him? That just doesn't make any sense to me on, on why you pick a guy like that this week. But, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't done a lot of research with it. I, uh... I got a different guest picker coming this week. My brother hasn't been really performing. Um, you know who performed last week, though, is Rich Hinman. You just jumped my whole little oh, no. spiel there. Oh, no. We should have talked about that. Yeah. We should have so, talked about that before we started. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that I told you that I had fired my brother from guest picking. Well, you told me you fired him, but you didn't tell me who. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. So we're, Here comes the money. start talking about DraftKings and it comes out. You know, I wonder if it's any correlation that we're playing that song and Richard wins because Richard is a huge WWE fan. <laughs> yes. I mean, growing up, he had all the dolls. So Richard Hinman, a little background. Richard Hinman's my best friend. And uh, Stuart met him a few years ago and he went up for the Monroe. And he's come down to Auburn games and had a riot. And Richard... Uh, Jackson jersey and a flat top. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you not like the guy. You have to. <laughs> And uh, he's he he plays in Stewart's DraftKings every week, and I don't know if you could pull up the historical results, but he's had a pretty good run since he got into it. Which, by the way, we're always looking for DraftKings players. We ended up with fourteen last week, but we're Did trying you, to get up. You guys 20. had fourteen. Fourteen. That's pretty good. Which is most we've had in a while. So but, y'all, we we need all we can get. Y'all keep playing. But for two, the past two weeks, Richards won your pool. I think. Another one this week. He tied with John Wright the week before. That's right. Yeah, and he had a he had a big week last week. I think that was John Wright's first win ever. John Wright hasn't he hasn't played in a while though, had I he? I know, but then he came in with a vengeance. Came in. <laughs> did he play last week? Yeah, I'm sure he did. Or did he just walk away? But Richard Richard was telling me today, and I called him like Richard for the podcast. We're uh, we're getting rid of my brother. He's he's been blanking on his picks. I need your your advice here. Try and give some of our listeners somebody something to play for. And Richard said he doesn't really like handicapping these WGC events. He said his strength is picking the cut events because he can find guys that make the cut. I completely agree with Richard. Yeah, and he was he was he was big on that. But he had a big horse. He's not going to be a cheap guy, but John Rahm um, yeah. is his lock basically for his DraftKings pick. He was just. He, he thinks he's just riding this hot streak out. Rom had another good finish this week. I think he snuck in the top ten. He's finished top twenty-five straight events. Yeah, and he just seems to rise up when these best players are there. Richard had a pretty big European team, um, with the exception of Brooks Kepka, but his big money value was a guy that we haven't talked about in this podcast much since the first episode, maybe, but Pizza. Pizza. Pizza is making his first start since the century. Pizza is Francesco, Francesco Molinari. Yeah, is dubbed by our good friend Clay Hammonds. Yeah, and at eighty one hundred. We have no idea why. Because no. of Molinari. <laughs> <laughs> that goes back to the the British Open when when JP went hard on the Guinness yeah. for breakfast. But it. So he likes Molinari. Yeah, it's at eighty one hundred bucks. He thought that was a great value pick. And he, he he's sticking with Casey again, trying to ride Casey out after a pretty strong start to the year. Casey, have, what did he do last week? I couldn't tell you, but he's a good pick in the WGCs. He always seems to kind of be there. Yeah. Um, and I don't have all these prices in front of me, but Romano is ten seven. Is he? He had he had Brennan Grace, who had a good run a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And then Emiliano Grillo. You know, I really like Richard giving us his picks because then. He's not going to get so far ahead of DraftKings. That's, that's what I, I told him earlier. I was like, are you sure you want me to reveal these out there? He's like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> and he, he really doesn't. Yeah. He had, a, he had a big week, though, last week. And I don't, I don't want to give away, not not just in your pool, but he plays a lot of other ones, too. He's, he screenshotted and I retweeted it. Oh, did he? Yeah, and he was nice. like second and 
first. Yeah, yeah, he was cashing he was everything. Of, of a big pool. Mm -hmm. He ended up winning a big one. I mean, that's pretty strong. I mean, from a guy that went to Dayton and wears a, has a flat, does he still have a flat top? Oh, yeah. He's got his second kid on the way in six weeks. Congratulations, Richard. I'm the godfather to the first one. What about the second one? I Probably not. not. sure yet. <laughs> Everything's gone downhill since then. <laughs> the Carter? Carter, man. Yeah. <laughs> my, my picks I had written down were Rom, who is 10-7. Um, I think the best value on the board, Molinari, I, I, uh, I guess I overlooked him at 8,100, but Fleetwood. 8,200 for Fleetwood. Yeah. That's a deal. That, guy, been, that guy's always in the mix. He, didn't have a, he has not played great lately, but he had Pebble... And then I think this past week he finished maybe 25th or so. Um, he play, He's played, well, twice at this course in the past. He finished second in 2017. Did he? And then he was maybe 12th last year. Okay. I think he's a good pick. And then a guy that is kind of hit or miss, but he's been playing well, is Hideki. Um, his last three weeks been third, 15th, and ninth. There you go. Yeah. Um, I don't remember if he's played in this event before, but I think he's pretty. I think he'd be a pretty good pick for. Yeah. Another. For this event. This is a tricky one, too, because you, you got to try and remember some of the Europeans that slide in there, like a Tyrell Hatton. You know, Tyrell Hatton always seems to kind of find his way in the top 15. Or a Ryan Fox, who just won over there last week. He won the Super Six, which. Might be the stupidest tournament I've ever seen. I think the hardest. I think the hardest thing about this, and, and it's and it's dumb to say, but you got to figure out who's motivated. Yeah. Like we talked about Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka played at the tournament champions, finished twenty fourth or twenty fifth. He went over to Saudi Arabia, finished fiftieth. I mean, he hasn't. That's all he's played in, in forever. Is he just using this as a warm up because they go to Florida and he's a Florida guy and and all that next week, or is he going over there to get you know is he going over to get a paycheck? And right, just just, just lay an egg, whack it around a little bit. You know who? Speaking of motivation, one guy that will show up and try to win who we didn't even talk about with DraftKings. What's what's Tiger's price? Uh, Tiger's ninety five hundred. I mean that's a pretty good deal with. Playing a shorter golf course, the way, I mean, not a shorter course, but how you're kind of describing the course to me, and I haven't seen it. The way that guy plots around. Very true. He's, his last two finishes, he's 20th and 15th. I'm not yeah. going to 17th in the hero out of it. And this is his. Field. He, he's got a little bit of momentum from last week. But he's he's never played in Mexico. I don't know. I don't know how much this course matters. Nobody's played here more than twice. Times. Yeah. Or, yeah, this will be the third time for... He played nine holes with Justin guys. Thomas today. No, Justin Thomas is 11-8. Tigers at 9,700? 95. 95? Mm -hmm. Stack the team. <laughs> so, he's, I mean, pizza. Pizza's a pretty good pick. 8,100 bucks for a pizza. But pizza hasn't played. Pizza played... Yeah, but he's, he's well-rested. He's just been hanging. 27th in the tournament champions. He, he was playing well before that. He, he did well in the DP World Championship back in November. Speaking of well-rested, and, and I'll be interested to ask some of these guys when we get them on the, and interview them. Like, I think I saw for 
some of these guys, it's like their fifth week in a row. At what point out there do you get tired? I don't know. There, yeah, like, do you go from the point where you're gathering momentum because you've played so much, or is it just a drop off? Is there some, is there a line? At some point, you gotta get tired. Like this, that past week at the Genesis, well, those guys that played. They, Maybe that's why we saw a few withdrawals this week. Well, you had three straight days where they started at seven a.m. Mm-hmm. And you remember from the the uh, we're down there at the four ball. Oh, getting back at dark and, and starting again and getting up at five thirty and those are tougher. Those are tougher wake ups for me than you <laughs> right. down there. Yeah. Drink yourself to sleep and, <laughs> and get up again. Go but, to go to George's hot tub. Yeah, but those are those are. George was a woman that we stayed with, not a man. He, George, and she, and, George. And George was a man that we stayed with. <laughs> George was married to George. But you think about those guys, I don't care who you are. If you if you start playing golf at – Tiger made some asinine comment that he was going to get up at 2 or 3. Yeah. To get to start the process. Okay, buddy. He's just saying that to mess with people. <laughs> I, I'm convinced Tiger says things – just, just well, to humor himself. What was that a commercial? Wasn't it a farmer's commercial a few years ago? Or no, it was a Zurich commercial. Like, what time do you get up to start practice? Or to get ready? Oh, and they, and they, they, they kept knocking it back. earlier and earlier. Yeah. I mean, 7 o'clock tea time, if, most of the time you're going to get up at 5, 5.30. But for three days in a row, that's going to wear you out. Mm-hmm. And then for, I mean, Justin Thomas, Tiger Woods, all those guys that played a lot of holes on Saturday and Sunday – to fly down to Mexico, I think that whether they'll ever admit to it or not, that's got to give you some fatigue. Tiger said he was gassed. Yeah. He admitted it. But I don't know. I mean, I I played four rounds of golf in a row Thursday through Sunday, and I started playing better towards the end, and I'm like, all right, I, I should keep this going. So you're feeling the flow. Yeah, I was feeling it. And we had our first practice history for Piedmont, Hit a couple balls, and I still, I still had it. <laughs> well, maybe the weather will clear up and you can actually play the next. We're, f- we're flooded for a week. Yeah, it's bad. Um, that's probably enough about Mexico. Did you want to do a draft? Did you do a draftings for Puerto Rico? Yeah, I mean, I looked at it. R- Richard submitted one for that too. I can just run through it real quick if you're. Uh, yeah, go for it. If you're interested in throwing one in. In a big pool over there. I don't think you're running one. For, like I said, no, there's one on here. Oh, you did? We got, we've got ten people in the uh, in the Mexican, four in the... Is Richard in both? Yeah. <laughs> Me, Richard Wags, and Chase Blatch. Oh, that's Chico. Chico. Yeah. Chico is my college teammate. He's the man. He's he's played every week for the past year in that. He's... I, I'm telling you, for, for me, I'm more excited to see what goes on in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Well, you got Richard's picks for Puerto Rico. I'm just going to give you three of them because I don't want to give away his whole team. But he no, had, give him one. Give away the whole team? Give away everybody. He had Bazelli, of course. Dom, that's an homer pick. Home, well, I mean, Dom, Dom's a big pick this week. He does pretty good in the Caribbean. He won on the web.com in the Punacana. There you go. Punacana. Look at that pronunciation. Is that, is that the right way to say it? That's uh, probably close. He had, closer than Bagata. He had Dom. He had a wild child. This this can go either way, but Matt Every. Oh, I like Matt Every. He's he's been on a he's been a little bit of a, on a run. Billy Hurley the third. Nate Lashley. Ooh. Jonathan Bird. Man, I had Nate Lashley. You you were talking about him before the round or yeah. before this, not the round, the podcast. 
and Hook'em Horns Kramer Hickok. Nah. You don't like Kramer Hickok? Nah. I mean, he played he played well early at the Genesis, but kind of faded. Sixty fourth, I think. Who was paired with Cody Grimble? Was paired with Tiger. Yeah, Cody like Ninety three. <laughs> I think I got got to a little got to him a little bit. <laughs> um, the I was looking at Puerto Rico though. I mean, if you go back, the the winners are kind of all over the place. But a couple guys that finished runner up that had never won before: Speed, Jason Day, and DeChambeau. In the Puerto Rico, all finished runner up in the Puerto Rico. I gotta pull up the field again here. The the field is is absolutely amazing. Am I gonna, am I gonna miss any, mess anything up? No, I don't think so. The Puerto Rico field, and I don't know how the PGA Tour starts determining when they're going to start going 20 years back versus picking somebody that's 130 on the previous year's FedEx Cup. But uh, the names that were getting into this... Oh, we figured it out. We, I, one that I looked up earlier was Neil Lancaster, won in 1994. <laughs> I was 12 years old. He won, and he's in this week. Is he playing? Yeah. Well, I say yeah. I mean, as of... Some of the guys were pulling out. As of sometime this, this afternoon, you go to it this. was. Yeah. Um, it's it's an amazing field. But you get you get all those guys, and you just... I don't know what's going to oh, happen. Big, big, big week for my uh, call-out a couple weeks ago, though, saying that if Duval had a week-to-week schedule out there, he'd contend, because we got Duval playing this week. Go up top. You can click it right there. No, that's a world championship. No, it's on the left. Oh, we'll get it. But yeah, Duval's in. Duval's Does in. Does Duval make the cut? Duval, Duval gets in the hunt. <laughs> gets in the hunt. Yeah, he's he's been working on his game. That's a that's an aggressive call. NBC was off last week. Yeah. Some of these names don't even. I mean, Max El. They don't even have pictures. Max, so Max Alvirio. Do you want to do this or the, keep the pictures up? Uh, either one. But Max Alviri was on the team at Alabama. He's from Puerto Rico. He's somewhat my age. Ricky Barnes. He played he played two weeks ago. Yeah. Is I mean, that Olin Olin Brown? Olin Brown contended last week on the uh champions tour. He lost from a playoff. Okay, so here's here's what I was thinking today. Wouldn't it be cooler when you've got a week like this where you've got an off week with the web.com, off week with the champions tour? You've got all these players that just get into these events. Why not make this event where you get the top 10 from the web.com money list, the top 10 from the Champions Tour money list? Just let them get in the field. So they take up 20 spots. But if you're trying to help some guys out, the top 10 from the web.com is going to do a little bit more than somebody like Spike McCroy playing in this thing. I mean, Guy Boros is about to get in. Do you know what he looks? He's bigger than me. (laughs) Have you ever seen him? Yes. I caddied for Claxto at the BMW one year, and I think Guy Boros played in front of us. I don't know how he got in the tournament, but I was like, dang, look at that guy. Claxto's like, that's Guy Boros. His dad won, won a major. I'm like, okay. Won the Masters, didn't he? Did he win the Masters? I think Julius Boros, I'm pretty yeah. sure, he won the Masters. But Guy Boros is just grinding out there. I'm pretty sure Julius Boros was the guy that, that Tommy Aaron, who was from Gainesville, Georgia, said... That, and I'll, I'm gonna ask Tommy next time I see him, but 
he said that that he'd go up there to mark his ball and he'd like pick his like pick his ball up and just throw down a bunch of coins and then just pick up all the other ones that were that were not closest to the hole <laughs> and then somebody'd kind of look at him and he said you play your game I'll play mine really <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that was Joey's Boros that's amazing so, I mean that's a Retief's Todd Hamilton yeah then how many sponsors invites did they get because you got Nick Heinen, you got Hunter Hamrick, we know Jay you got McClune. Jay McClune. Jay McClune from Athens, Georgia. Athens, Georgia. Sam Horsfield's got to be a sponsor's invite. I don't, I don't know how they do it. So I, I put a picture on Instagram, Jonathan K. You know how much money he's won in his career? A lot. Almost $11 million. But did you know that the, like it said 2018 is best finishes at WD and a DQ? <laughs> I said that's not going to take much to improve on that. I was looking up John Daly withdrew last week from the Champions Tour. You know how many times he's withdrawn from the PGA Tour? I don't even want to know. It's like 34 or something. It might be more than that. It's got to be more than that. That might have just been the Champions Tour. I mean, that would not surprise me in any way. But just some of these names on here. Parker McLaughlin, Dickie Pride. You got to get... Bryson Nimmer, who plays at Clemson, he just won. Yeah, he just uh, won. Oh, down Rico. we went to talk about that. That's his third or fourth win of the year. Yeah, and he had Clemson. a second. Mm-hmm. Good player. Good friends with Spencer. I guess is he getting in on sponsoring? Role? Yeah, he did. I mean, he might have won. He might have got in off winning last year because he was in this field. No, he didn't win a tournament last year. I don't know. His dad played college golf with Mitch Ralston. Yeah, Mitch Ralston and Jason Griffith. Yeah. From Gainesville. Um, Go our, Big Red. Our boy Brendan Todd's in this week. I didn't believe you last week, remember? Yeah, I, you, you really questioned. I had somebody. That, I thought we were going to have to grind out the alternate list. Was, it was Kuvion. He's like, did JP just not believe you that Brendan Todd was in? And I was like, I guess not. He's like, he kept asking you. And he's like, is he in? I'm like, yes. Is he in? Yes. Well, I mean, it was assumed that he'd be playing. So look at that picture of <laughs> Guy Boros. Yeah, y'all go to the field and look at Guy Boros. I have no idea how old he is. How is Steven Bodish not playing in this tournament? Yeah, it's true. He's well, won. I think then they go. But Steven Bodish has won. To a, people. Oh, that's right. He's, he's won. won a, he's won but two he times. Weighed, he hasn't. Well, he hasn't made any money this year. Neither has Guy Boros or Spike McCroy, Neil Lancaster, Brendan. Yeah. Brendan. Well, Brendan made a cut. Yeah. Don't try to throw I'm that not, under the bus. I'm not trying to knock Brendan. I'm a big Brendan fan. <laughs> um, one thing I thought about, just kind of randomly, do you remember when Rory Sabatini just absolutely ran off and left Ben Crane Congressional? <laughs> yes. The, like the he, early he, 2000s? He, he teed off while he was still putting. <laughs> and he got vilified. We need more of that. Do, do we owe Do we owe Rory Sabatini an apology? We don't owe Rory Sabatini anything. <laughs> well, I mean, no. he's... Yes, he's an asshole, but but still, <laughs> with all this going on, I mean, Rory Sabatini, I thought was looking back on it. Actually, it's one of those things, same thing with JB. Is, is Ben he was Crane a nicer guy? Is Ben Crane playing in Puerto Rico? Yeah, of course he is. Golf boy. Yeah. Oh, that was brutal. That was so bad. Ben Crane was another guy. So Tom Gillis exposed Ben Crane bet. That's right. One in a putting contest. How does 
Tom Gillis. We got to get Tom Gillis on here. Yeah, he's the... My old college golf coach is from Michigan. He played in the scramble with them. He knows them pretty well. Maybe we can slide that connection. Yeah, so what we're talking about, Tom Gillis is the one that started the whole train he, with Kuchar. He broke the Kuchar train. And there was... It was probably about a year ago. He... Maybe... Yeah, probably a year ago. He There was something going on with Ben Crane not paying a guy for mm-hmm. the putting contest. Yeah, like a substantial like six amount grand of Yeah. I mean, how does he keep feeding the information? I guess if you're in that circle, you're connected, and he's just not scared to blast him out there. Yeah. I, Trying to make the world right. Yeah. Every every time he does it, though, it works out. Yeah, I'm, I'm with him on Kucher, cheap ass. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so you're not going to forgive Kucher. You're done. I mean, I'm just going to look at him differently. Yeah. I think he had multiple chances to do the right thing. And I've heard I, was, some, I, I was kind of okay until he came up with his comments to me that just made him look like an ass. When well, he, he once he read his comments, he apologized right away about those. He didn't appreciate his comments. You could, you could tell that. Unless that was staged. I don't yeah. know. But I've heard stories about him from Lee Rogers that it, he goes beyond and above to do good things. So I'm a Kutra fan. <laughs> to each their own. <laughs> yeah. We have to disagree at some point. <laughs> the uh, we did get a good a good question this week uh, that somebody sent us an email about that said we've talked about just bad weather and everything. Are you deleting emails? No. I logged in there today and there was no questions. Well, you just gotta look quicker. <laughs> well, why don't you just leave them up there? But somebody want to know, we're, we've had all these talks about weather. What's the worst weather you remember playing in? Shoot. I had a qualifier in high school where we started playing. It was in, like, March, and the ball started making snowmen on the green. <laughs> so you'd get up to your ball, and the ball was, like, five times bigger because it was just picking up all the snow. <laughs> yeah, that's right, because when we talked about it, I think I put something about hail on the golf course. And yeah. Hail on the golf course, like, you've never seen that? <laughs> I was like, I've seen it one time and it was in Oregon. Yeah. Like, no, not around here. We used to wake up for golf matches back in high school and it would be snowing kind of in the morning. But we'd look at the forecast, we're like, all right, the snow's going to stop. It's not cold enough to stick, so we're still going to play in the afternoon. So it would snow that morning and we'd, we'd be in school and I'd be just grinding out this match in my head because I'm like, you know, we're, we're playing no kill today. This is great. We better get to play. And we get out there and the greens are frozen, but we still get to play. God, I mean, we, we played in some brutal stuff up there. And for whatever reason, they they had a spring season up in Rochester, New York, where we have we have snow until May sometimes. <laughs> you know, why not play in the... Like, why do people live up there? It's a pretty nice place. <laughs> Only in the summer. Ah, good people. <laughs> All you do is go to Thirsty's and drink. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, talking about cold, the, the I still remember a college round when we went to, it was Sawgrass Country Club. I was not paired with J.B. Holmes like I talked about earlier in the, in the podcast, but I remember being so cold that... I mean, there were like we'd go hit range balls, then we'd go just warm up, 
and it was just absolutely miserable. And I still, to this day, remember that round just being so cold. And in Florida. In Florida. It was in North Florida, and it was freezing. That sucks. Cold, windy. Um, I don't know. I mean, bad weather. Um, the U.S. four ball stands out to me just because it was. But that was one. But you remember standing on like that fourteenth the hole, the par three, and it was just a downpour. There was one point where it was raining and windy, and I felt like I was holding the umbrella sideways, and we were okay. Yeah. yeah, there is not. There is no help in there. My shoes are still wet. <laughs> <laughs> That's. I, I had a conversation with a guy at lunch today, and I mean, here in in Gainesville today, it was thirty eight and raining. And he's oh. like, Have you been playing golf lately? And I was like, No. You just played this weekend. But it was fifty eight. Did you not tell him that you played this weekend? I did. How tell many him rounds that. did you play? Just one. Just one. Yeah, but it was fifty eight and sunny. Sounds like an interesting weekend you oh, had, though. We'll, yeah. Maybe we'll save that one. I mean, I went to Cherokee. We played golf. We had a good time. Crashed some golf carts. Yeah. There, was, there, were, there were issues. There. I wasn't there. Everybody's okay. <laughs> All right. Pick of the week. Pick to win. Pick to win. In Mexico? In Mexico. Uh, I mean, the easy pick. Can we pick two? Let's pick two. Sure. I'll go John Rom and Tommy Fleetwood. I'm going Tiger and Pizza, Francesco Molinari. Okay. What about um, what about the undercard? Over the undercard event? Or sorry, the undercard in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. How does Alexandria Ocasio Cortez says it? Puerto. I can't even do it. No, I don't bring her up. <laughs> Where this is a non-political podcast. <laughs> I mean, who? I'll go. I'll go with uh, Puerto Rico. I'll go somebody like. I mean, Matt Every. I mean, he's, he's coming off a couple top twenties. I'm going. Are we picking two for that too? Sure. All right, pick your second. I mean, give me somebody that hits it great. That's played okay. Give me Matt Every and. Roberto Castro. Roberto Castro. Yeah. He does not hit it great. Yeah. Roberto Castro? I don't know. Richard oh. Richard can back me up on this. Richard tweeted us tomorrow. Richard caddied for me in the Monroe at one year, and I was paired with Roberto Castro. You're and crazy. In the first two rounds, I think he hit like four greens. All right, we'll, we'll and get it's Roberto, not. We'll get Roberto to come. On it's not hard to hit greens in Monroe. They're pretty big. And I the think, fairways are big. I think you are crazy. He missed ten to the right of the bunker with like what an eight iron. What year are we talking about? Like 2011. Okay, so we're eight years later. I don't care. I played with Roberto and like do that, like all growing up. All right, whatever. He stripes it. Whatever. He had a great short game. No, he, Roberto he, stripes it. He took lessons from Randy Brooks. All right. Anyway, <laughs> my picks are Bazzelli, of course, for the home game, and Jonathan Bird. Jonathan. Oh, that's right. He even liked one of your tweets. He did like my. He's having a big year. Well, for a second, I thought you said Jonathan K. Oh no, he, he's he's not going to play. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully our audio issues are are. And we deliver some guests soon for tomorrow. We deliver guests soon. Put a call in number one night. Yeah, we will get Todd Ping to call in. I don't know what he's going to talk about. 
maybe how good he is at jump ropes and burpees. Garbage plates. Garbage plates. That's that'll put hurt on anybody. Anyway, if nothing else, we'll be back next Tuesday. Peace and love. Why did I say that?